And welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. If you missed anything from yesterday, you can grab it at WRQK.com. Now, I can tell you about yesterday's podcast one thing for sure. One person was very, very unhappy with what happened on yesterday's program. I'm not allowed to tell you who that person was or why they were angry. Spoiler alert, it was me (laughs) the whole time. I'm just like, God, this show sucks. Terrible. But if you missed anything from yesterday, you can podcast it right there. Joined every day by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, people are jumping up and down on your Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I call them your Cavaliers because, dude, as a sports fan myself, you are the biggest NBA fan I know. I uh, I love the Cavaliers, dude. Have since I was a, a small child. I don't know what it is about that team. And I guess really what it boils down to Came is... Came out of the womb at 75 inches. I don't know if there was ever a time when he was a small child. 24 inches, dude. I was two feet of baby when I came out, dude. So set, a, set a record in Bedford Hospital. Well, up there. I always say you're more feet of baby now. Uh, but uh, so I understand why there's some frustration right now. Now, I mean, they've lost to the lowly Brooklyn Nets. They, they they barely got over on Chicago. They lost to Orlando. Now, you predicted a slow start. I, yeah, and I, I think that's a reasonable expectation. As somebody I who, do, too. As somebody who, who, you know, I guess I watch a lot of basketball, probably more than even the average Cavaliers fan, um, there's just a lot of moving pieces and parts when it comes to this team. And when you put, essentially, like, what is it, I think six new dudes onto a roster, three of them into starting roles, and... You're just going to have these hiccups, and there's no question in my mind. Like people are like, "Oh my God, they lost to the Nets with Timothy Mozgov, Joe Harris, and and you know all these scrubs, former Cavaliers, all of them." But um, and people are like freaking out. It's like, guys, if you genuinely think that the Cavs would lose a seven game series to the Nets in 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 May, you're you're high. Like, and I mean, not even high, dude, because I was high, and I didn't even you know what I mean. Oh, well, oh, all right. Is it possible that, that that compounded with the losing to a team? such as the Nets. And then now Wade's hurt already. Rose is hurt already. We hear reports LeBron changed changed his shooting motion due to an elbow injury. Like there's so I feel like the casual fan feels as if there's reason to panic. With I mean with all those things being said, that makes me panic less. That makes me think, all right, Derrick Rose twisted his ankle. Dwayne Wade bruised his knee. Neither of those are like injuries. Those are both just like, hey, dude, take a day or two off and you're gonna be okay. Like the, neither of those things are like like long term issues. A surgery issue, right. right? And I mean, LeBron James had the MRI, had all the, re- the rehabilitation done. Like, is he good there? If it, it seems to be to me, I mean, and he even came out and said, like, this isn't the reason that we lost to the Warriors. Not making excuses for anything, like, but it, it, all that stuff is stuff that will iron itself out. And if 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 five games into the NBA season, you think the story's already written, it's like, well, then. I, I honestly, I'd recommend you check out for the rest of the I season. I can't say the story's written five games into right? the season. Like, I know better than that. Like, I know enough to know better than that. I mean, how many times How many times in a million different sports you see a rookie come out and he's either awesome or terrible, and then his career is the exact opposite of that. You're like, damn, game first. Or, well, dude. look at what they're doing to Lonzo Ball already. Right. I mean, do people have that kid as a bust already? And I would slow down on that. Just give it, just give it some time, and if gotta if, let things bake. If you can't, if you can't let things marinate, if you can't let things soak in, this isn't going to be the season for you. Yeah, 80, I would agree. Eighty-two practices in front of them, and I think they recognize that too. They're going to make the playoffs. See, I again, you're absolutely right about that. But the NBA's got to be careful with that kind of narrative, right? NBA does. Cavaliers, Cavaliers don't. don't. Right? No, that's an, it's Cavaliers another conversation. Yeah. That is true. I I will tell you, I knew Derrick Rose was going. 
going to get hurt at some point. I worry that he won't be there. I think one of the biggest things that, that an athlete can give me is availability. And I worry Derrick Rose will not be able to give me availability all year. I mean, and that's one of the things that I really do, I, I think LeBron sets himself apart from, is his availability, his yeah. ability to be out there. Never um, had a major injury. Right. And I mean, knock play, on I whatever 40, I can find. Played 40 minutes last night. And really? That's ridiculous. There's no way he should be putting up minutes like that in October. Um, but I would agree. And here's the thing. And to lose? Wow. So as, as the Cavaliers sit here and it's like. Oh no, dude, things are crazy. You know, things aren't ironed out. Things aren't working themselves out. The bad part of that, well, the good part of it is it will smooth itself out. But eventually, the bad part of it is it's going to throw itself into a tailspin again because there's going to be changes to this team. If they bring in Beverly and, and have him as the starting point guard, that's radically going to change everything. How do you like LeBron at if, the point right now? If, if, um, I don't love it. It's not a long term solution to anything, but. Because people seem to be really interested by it. Um, it shows his diversity as a player, and he's definitely capable of doing it. But you can't have LeBron long term playing point forward. That just doesn't. It just. It's just not the way that it's. Well, some to make be. the argument that that's why Kyrie's in Boston because that's what he was doing already. Um, I mean, when you have one of the best talents on the face of the planet, you're going. I'm going to gonna lean your, on him. You're going to. Run I'm not knocking him for it. Right. I'm just asking you. And, like, well, I mean, I'm not on him. As, as a teammate, you're going to have to kind of understand that LeBron has a unique set of skills that you have to work yourself around, and that's I, that's part of being a good hmm. teammate. That truly is a part of like, all right, I will sacrifice what I have to do for the betterment of this group. That if, is being a good if, teammate. If, if, if LeBron's skill set allows us to run the offense through him, and that leaves me as a less traditional point. And here's the thing, dude. It's not like Kyrie's gone over to Boston and, 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 and been phenomenal. The dude's played terribly inefficient games. I know they've won, I think, three out of their five. But, like, yeah, you look at his stat lines, though. He, right. It's, I mean, the, the numbers aren't what they Well, do you leave LeBron James and, yeah, things are going to go down? You get more wide. I would imagine you're just going to be more open if you're on the court with LeBron James, right? Because where's all the defensive focus on that, on the freak, on the guy, the best guy to do this since Jordan? If, That's where all the attention is. If they trade for Eric Bledsoe when Isaiah Thomas comes back, when, all these different things. If they move that Brooklyn piece for, you know. Which one of DeMarcus, those ifs do you think is the real deal that's uh, going to happen? I would probably, if given the opportunity, I would I would probably trade for Bledsoe and see what you can make happen. I know there's kind of a, a, a logjam at point guard and, and the two guard right now, but he offers something better than Jose Calderon. So if you can make that happen, when you trade that Brooklyn pick, all these things are going to get thrown into turmoil again. So like five months from now, not even five months from now, three months from now when they do something, all of a sudden it's going to be like, Fantone, Cavs have lost, you know, six of their last seven games. Yeah, no, they're going to be on you all year. Is everything falling apart? Is it all over? And it's like, guys, you have to, you got to let the season happen. I mean, didn't we go through this last year? And made the finals. Didn't we go through it the year before where it was like, do they even like one another? And sure enough, they were in the finals. Now, I know what people are going to say because I know most people, most casual sports fans, are championship or bust. And I'm just not. If you make a decent run, especially when I got what? I got a head football coach at 1-22 and or something like that. And and we are watching the World Series right now happen in front of us. And remember four months ago, not even four months ago, four weeks ago, we were all so confident the Indians were going back. It shows how special a championship run is. These things just don't come. They don't it's fall fair. out of the sky. Like you just don't get it. Just because you did it last year, you have to go out there and earn it. And for the Cavs to earn it three years in a row and still be like, oh, I don't know, dude, they kind of suck. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's a mess, you know. I, I I will say this, like, the, and again, it's only a couple of games in, so I don't want to go overboard. But I don't feel like what I've seen so far. Not that they're going to look this way, you know, eighty games in. That it doesn't feel to me like you have gained this much ground on the Warriors. I still feel like yes, absolutely, everybody's right. You come right out of the East. I 
feel like that's totally fair. But again, I don't know what they're going to look like 75 games in. They right. may not look just like this. I, um, I, I think it's worth noting, too, is everybody feels like there's just this huge discrepancy between the Warriors and the Cavaliers and, and where the talent is. But if the Cavaliers are to win a championship this year, that will even that series out at 2-2. Two to two. You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't not think, like, it's not like it's like 7-1. to one. I, don't think it's, I don't think it's as lopsided as people think. I know that the, some of their fear is realistic in the fact that it, when the Warriors get hot, they can rip off points faster than the Cavs can. Like, well, if they get hot and two hit, hit, they get two of those four guys hitting jump shots, it can get out of hand fast. Uh, agreed. No question about it. The thing I'll say about that is we've seen the Warriors at full power. We have not seen the Cavaliers at full power. That's yet. absolutely fair. Uh, uh, one thing that I know for sure is happening all morning long is you have an opportunity to win $1,000 every single hour during this program this morning. It happens at 10 after every hour. Your first opportunity is happening actually right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword money to 200-1069. And welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Another opportunity at $1,000 at 710 this morning. We'll give you the next keyword, 710. You text it in. You get $1,000. Now, I've been talking about this. You got Thanksgiving right around the corner. They say the average person who hosts Thanksgiving in their house, it's $1,200. For instant mashed potatoes? What, are you kidding me? But seriously, you start thinking about everything that goes into that. So we'll get we'll take care of a good uh, dude a good chunk of that. Screw Thanksgiving being right around the corner. You got Gatsby's right around the corner, dude. I do have it, Gatsby's right around the corner. Blow it all this weekend. If you win it, blow it, dude. Who cares? It's money you won. Don't be like, oh, I'm gonna be responsible with this and pay my bills. Maybe I'll invest in my 401k. Shut up, dude. Go throw some dollars. Yeah, strippers got 401ks too. Yeah. And those girls got kids. She does have you, kids. You heartless bastards. Well, you can't come off a few hundy? You've seen the C-section scars? Come jeez, on. Jeez, jeez, jeez. See? See, now the bouncer can be mad. Coming up next on the main stage. They don't, I don't even think they have that. I think you, <laughs> dude, I, seriously, I think you, don't you pump dollars into it like a, I can't even remember. I will say that about that. But every time I'm there, it's two o'clock in the morning. I've been in 12 other bars and I can't stand up. I don't remember a single thing. Every time. I leave there, I don't remember why or how I got there or what I was doing. Doesn't matter. It's that magical place. Dude, you know, Gatsby's is magical that way. It's like, how did this happen? Like, at 8 o'clock at night, I'm going to look at you and be like, what are you thinking? No, no. we're not going there, no. No, but at 1.35, all of a sudden, I'm like, well, dude, six drinks before last call, though, right? I don't know what it is about that. You're absolutely right. A thousand dollars will go far at Gatsby's. He, all right. I've never told this story since taking this job over. All right. Okay. But before here I moved go. here years ago, before I moved here, my buddy was in a tattoo like convention thing down here. All right. It, it was at the fairgrounds. My buddy owns 252 Tattoo in Cleveland. I, uh, I I do want to get something done by him. You always talk about him, and I know he's like a, he's a well-respected artist. Oh, yeah, Rodney's, Rodney is the and real I deal. I probably need to make the trip. His there, business so. partner, James, also the real deal. Okay. And so I know both those guys, right? And so like their shop was like down here. for, And so also Wish You Were Here was playing, and like that was going on. Yeah, they have a big tattoo fest at the McKinley Grand. I think it's every year, so like I'm sure that's what it was a part of. Yeah, I think it was a part of that. And so... like. Wish You Were Here was playing, and the tattoo convention was going on, and my buddy Marty's parents lived down here. All right. And so Marty was like, hey, man, why don't we go see Rod at this thing? I said, all right. And I said, where is it? And you know, I was like, I didn't really know much about it, Canton. I was like, all right, well, let's go. 
And so we drive down and we go see Wish You Were Here and we go do that whole thing. And next thing you know, they say to me, we're going to take you to this strip club that's awesome. Right. And I was like, okay. I was like, let's go. Right. And so we go to Gatsby's. And sure enough, that's what was planned right there. Of course it was, bro. Of course it was. So we belly up at the bar. And back then, we were all heavy drinkers. Like, it was going, like, a couple hundred dollars a night each on a bar tab was going to be nothing. Especially at the strip club, dude. Oh, God. Especially at the strip club. Like, we all walked in expecting to spend $250 at the bar. At the bar. Like, I mean, that's just, I mean, it's just who we were. We were just... Honestly, nuts and out of control. I was gonna say, it sounds like you guys might have had a problem there. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there was, uh, dude. It was definitely problematic behavior. So sure enough, we're at the bar and we're just buying drinks for the bar and buying drinks for girls and we're just getting hammered, having a good time. And honestly, patrons got mad and got uh, over uh, the fact that we were having a little bit too good of a time and they got like a little. It almost got physical. And I was unaware. Like, I just started laughing at the situation because the guy, like, is, like, poking my buddy Rodney in the chest. It all ended out that the bartender ended up throwing out regulars because they were like, um, dude, unless you're going to spend money the way these three lunatics are, you got to get out of here. Exactly. Especially, like, lo- especially like local smaller strip clubs. Um, there's very much an order of operations oh, how yeah. that works. And if you go in there and totally throw the thing into a tailspin, yeah, you know, Jim down the street that's been working, you know, or just working the strip club for the past two, three years, yeah, he's going to be pissed about it. So I'm not surprised. So then we find out, and again, like, you know, we were used to Christie's in downtown Cleveland right. where dances are a ton of money. Right. And so then the girls start telling us they're like $5 like in the... Th- <laughs> right, exactly. Just so, dude, those bills. he's going to be so mad. But my buddy Marty turns around, goes right to the ATM machine, pulls out like 300 because he just likes making people do things just to have fun just watching it. And we had so much fun, but we almost got beat up in there, and I had no idea. I was so, I was like, I just kept chugging Jameson at the bar. Like, I was like, all right, well, I guess this is what we're doing tonight. You walk in there like some kind of big city slicker with all your fancy duds and all your money, dude. Canton South ain't going to stand for that. Well, bro. I don't know if we were city slicker. Like, I'm not even sure Rodney had <laughs> shoes on. Like, that's, I mean, Rodney's just a big long hair, got a tattoo of Ronnie Van Zant on that arm, man. Got that, he got that Skinner tattoo. But, dude, he performs. Like, he plays in a band. He doesn't wear shoes when he plays. I mean, that's uh, Rodney's not really city slicker type. But, yes, I think that's what it was. It was a little bit like, oh, these guys are having too much fun in here. Yeah, who are these big timers? And uh, so when I moved here, I was like, oh, my God, i got to find this place. <laughs> so I called my buddy, and I was like, I called my buddy Marty, and I was like, yo, what was the name of that joint? And he tells me, again, his family lives down here, so he's down here a lot. And I looked it up on the maps on my phone. I was like, oh, my God, dude, I can walk to it from my house. This is awesome. And so, like, that was, like, one of the first places I went when I moved back down here. Sure enough, I walked right through the door, and all those memories came rushing back. (laughs) Nothing has changed. That that was, like, that had to be 2008, maybe? 2007, 2008, maybe, when that was going down? So if you were working at Gatsby's in 2008, send Sansbury a message right now, ladies. Not your kid, though. <laughs> like, don't do that. I have no interest in that. I have, according to Men's Health, what they claim is five things that'll make her horny. I'm going to take a few issues. I'll tell you what those are. That will be next on Rock 
106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com, and hooking you up with $1,000 at 10 after 7. That's when you get your next keyword and 1000 bucks. $1,000. I'm very excited about today, buddy. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all ready. I'm going to see Guns N' Roses later. A little bit of GNR right there. Yeah. Stansberry. Yeah, yeah. Welcome I'm, to the jungle. I'm very excited. Okay. I'm very excited. And I looked up the set list. Okay. And I don't want to spoil it for, for other people who may be going, but I can tell you that they are a court. Now, again, this is like an average set list from the shows that they've done so far. All right. But apparently they play Estranged off of Use Your Illusion 2, which is probably my all-time favorite Guns N' Roses song. I'm a little surprised. It's off Use Your Illusions too, and uh, a lot of GNR purists, you know, a lot of fans are like, "Well, by that time, you know, he had the horn section, he had the black girl singing, he had the baby grand piano." Yeah, I by that time, an artist had fully uh, had, had their vision fully, you know, seen. Yeah, I'm all right with it. I, I mean, dude, they, were they a little pretentious by then? Yes. And it's weird for a band that used to keep cocaine in like, Tupperware containers, well, but. When you keep doing that much cocaine, you get weird and pretentious. Like, there's no doubt about it. But they're playing that and Rocket Queen, which I, I love okay. that song. They do, they're giving you a Who cover, The Seeker, which I hope they end up doing that tonight. I love that song. And I hear that they have continued to do Black Hole Sun as like a tip of the hat to Chris Cornell. Right. And I would enjoy that. I hope I get that. I mean, dude, when you get down to it, if you're a GNR fan, there you have. I mean, they have a deep catalog. There's it's, there's three hours worth of songs you're gonna know. So, take a guess on how many songs this set list says they play. Eighteen. Oh, you're way off. It's a pretty decent show at eighteen. You're I mean, way short. That's an hour and a half, two hours there. What? What's, what's, you're what's way count? short. They have this at twenty eight tracks. Jeez, dude, that is a three hour show right there, minimum. There, Three hours for so sure. What, I'm guessing, I haven't even looked. I, I don't know because I don't care. I just want to see GNR. Like, so I'm guessing what? No opener, right? They must just come out and give you three hours of guns and then you go home. Yeah, if you're playing 28 songs, I don't know who you're putting. What are you putting somebody up there for five minutes? You know what I mean? They like, say Paradise City's like the rap. Like that's when you're like wrap it up. Makes about sense there. Um, are you a little concerned going to this show? Well, number one, it's an hour north. So that's already, you know, against you. Number two, it's going to be a three hour long show. And number three, it's Guns N' Roses. Are you a little bit worried? Axel pulls the old school Axel and doesn't show up and now, on the stage till 930? Because I think we would have been here. I mean, they've yeah. done enough shows now. I think we'd be hearing more about him pulling a diva move. And actually, I got lucky once before. I went and saw Guns N' Roses in 07 when he had like Buckethead and that whole oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody thought it was going to be this big monstrosity and he was going to be late and he didn't. He came right out, played two hours, and he killed it. Yeah, I saw that show in uh, in Detroit, I think, is when I was... They uh, were great. Yeah, and it was. It was a really good show they back then. They were awesome. So I would assume that you're going to have a good time at this one, buddy. I, uh, I, I, I think you'll, you'll have fun. Um, any, uh, any, any, anyone on your arm there? You got a little date you're taking up there? A little future Mrs. Stansberry action, huh? <laughs> no, so here's the thing. Like, I kept flipping a coin for two weeks on what I was going to do. Right. And who I was going to ask. Right. And now here I am the day of. And that, dude, all I've done for two weeks is talk myself out of who I was going to ask. I hate chicks. I don't no, I'm not doing that. Her. No, I don't want to do that. Oh, dude, an hour with her in the car. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? No. Like, there was like, a, it's been a couple of things. And mostly, I'll be honest, it wasn't like there was like multiple choices. It's mostly, I just don't feel excited enough to ask anybody to go. Like, it's like, nah, let's not do that. 
So I don't know. I may end up just asking a buddy of mine to meet me at the queue who lives up near there. Or there's a very good possibility. I was going to ask you, but I know you won't go. Yeah, and, I'm bad on school nights, dude. I am. And I was, uh, there's a very good chance, as pathetic as this will sound to most of you, but to me, it sounds like a great night. There's a very good chance I go up there alone, burn one ticket, don't have anybody sitting next to me, which I will like, and honestly, just have a couple of beers, watch Guns N' Roses come home. Um, I, I, I am not afraid of doing stuff by myself. I like doing things alone. I have no problem doing things but alone. But there are people who just heard you say that that are like, oh my God, or what are you, some sort of a psychopath? Are you going to murder Why? somebody? I don't understand that. It's not like I'm going to spend the entire night three hours talking to the person sitting next to me. I better not. Yeah, I guess, see, that's the thing, is, like, people who are like, it's like oh. going to the movies. Yeah, you go to the movies by yourself. I've seen nothing weird about that. But a concert, there is a little bit of, like, you need a partner. You I need want a someone. DD is what I want. <laughs> I, I don't need a partner. What I want is a DD. I thought about Ubering, but I got. It's a long I, Uber. I don't know what the cost from here to the queue would be, but it can't be cheap. 60, I would say, one way. 50, 60. Oh, 120 bucks, dude. I got to tell you, it's not a bad deal. When 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 the alternative is you lose your career? No, yeah, I mean, ten thousand know I mean? dollars is a lot more expensive. Yeah, you know what I mean. One hundred twenty bucks doesn't sound so bad. But I, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, I uh, I'm a little jealous, man. I'm not gonna lie. I know I could go. Like I know I know I could, but like it should be a good time tonight at the queue. Is There's that also sold, is that sold out? You know, I don't know, but I bet it's close. Right. Um, I don't know. The commercial's been on TV a lot, and I know they ran it during this show yesterday. So maybe there's like last minute tickets released and they're just trying to, you know, get those sold up. Um, I'll tell you another. This is going to make people really angry <laughs> is that there's another reason I didn't ask anybody yet is because it could get to be five thirty, six o'clock. And I could be looking at the clock and go, you know what? Yeah, I got the tickets, but I'm not going tired. That could be, that's that's a possibility. I don't want to do that because my buddy had a ticket for me when they played Pittsburgh and I didn't go. And apparently it was awesome. And I felt so stupid. I was like, how did you not go to that? And it came back around, and I got tickets, and I should go. It's a three-hour show, dude. You know it's going to be everything you want. You know that there's going to... I mean, like, honestly, I'm sure it spans the whole catalog, everything from Appetite all the way up to Chinese. Like, I'm. Oh, yeah, they, they cover it pretty well. You get multiple covers. You get a lot of cool stuff. Like I said, it's 28 songs long, according to the average set list of the tour. And I'm just gonna, I'm leaving early from work today. Our boss actually owes us a solid, and so I'm going to head home a little earlier than normal. Does he? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll take that. He may not realize it, but he owes, <laughs> he owes me a solid. Yes, he totally does. And so I'm going to head home a little early, just try to take like a you know, two, three-hour nap. That way I can stay up a little later than normal. And, you know, not that tomorrow, I mean, there's only one more day in the work week. You yeah. know what I mean? You can be tired today. It's like if I had, if this was Monday night, I probably don't go. Because it's like, man, this is gonna this tired is gonna linger for three days. But we're talking one day. I can push it through one day. Yeah, but I just want to remind you, Stansberry got a full con- concert ca- the concert calendar update. Um, you got D Snyder tomorrow night too, right? Oof. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, the show's gonna suck tomorrow, guys. Sorry. Spoiler. That's fair. <laughs> I do have D Snyder tomorrow night at the Hard Rock. You're right. I do have that. And then Saturday, actually, I'm at TD's from 11 to 1 for a pregame for when McKinley's going to beat the living crap out of Maslin. I wish I could tell you that story, but I hope Maslin gets trounced. Seriously, I hope it's 72 to nothing at halftime. I'm sorry, Tiger fans. I'm sorry. But this now has become personal. I hope they get demolished. I hope it's 150 to nothing. 
Did a high school kid make fun of you yesterday? What happened, Stansberry? Tell me who hurt you. No, that I would be allowed to tell you. We'll get you hooked up with this $1,000. 10 after 7 o'clock on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. You're about to get hooked up with $1,000. Coming up at 710, we'll give you your next keyword. You text it in. You grab some cash. Should make you aware of this, too, also. This coming weekend, you're getting a free preview weekend of iHeartRadio's all-access program. Unlimited skips. Everything that app has to offer. Up for grabs for free for you to check out this coming weekend. Yeah, you already have iHeartRadio. You know what it is. You know what it does. But if you've never messed with iHeartRadio All Access, this is the weekend to do it. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna be intrigued, man. It is a, uh, it's a cool platform. Obviously, Stansberry and I have given, have been given the hookup by the company. And uh, it honestly, I know there's eight million ways to listen to music. FM radio being one of them, dude. Uh, All Access, thanks to iHeartRadio, two thumbs up in my book. Yeah, it was well done. So they're gonna give you an inside look at it all weekend starting Friday. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Facebook is telling me just go to Gatsby's and find a date for Guns N' Roses there. Perfect, dude. Perfect. Why not? You dude, you go work the lunch shift right now, or at noon when we get out of work. You go do the lunch shift at Gatsby's, find yourself the future Mrs. Stansberry, bingo, bango, all of a sudden you, her, and Axel. Well, if I can get Guns N' Roses to play the free clinic, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe. I feel like, dude, let's make it one-stop shop. I, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I no, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not taking a Gatsby's chick to, to Guns N' Roses. Mostly because she's gonna have to find a babysitter. That's hard to do on short notice. Yeah, exactly. I'm not having that happen to me. That would make for interesting stories tomorrow. Yep. I would imagine. Just bring a random Gatsby's dancer with you. They're hiring right now, by the way. They are indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we giving Gatsby's all these free plugs? This because morning? it's <laughs> Disneyland of Canton. That's why. Magic Mountain can suck it. Gatsby's. <laughs> Gatsby's is way better. So, dude, I got some bad news for the Cleveland Browns fans. Okay. Uh, as Miles Garrett has been placed in the NFL concussion protocol, which, if I have my facts straight, means he's not able to play Sunday. Um, I don't know what the protocol is. I, I thought it was a week, right? I don't know how many hours it is. I don't know if it's 72 or what it is. But, yeah, once you get in there, I know there is X amount of time before you're allowed to, re- yeah. re- you know, Rejoin the team. According to WKYC, they say two days after losing the 10 time Pro Bowl left tackle Joe Thomas, Jesus, for the balance of the rest of the season, Browns announced on Twitter that rookie defensive lineman Miles Garrett has been placed in the NFL concussion protocol. So not only do we not have our best offensive lineman, we now no longer have our best defensive player. And what I'm imagining is our defensive player. I don't know what the stats actually say because from what I've been told, you know, a guy actually reached out to me two days ago, says, you know, you guys have been knocking the front office a lot lately. He's like, but every single one of those defensive backs has outplayed Joe Hayden this year. And so, like, maybe they're not as bad as you think they are. And I was like, okay, well, maybe. So I don't know. What I'm saying is I don't know if, like, statistically Miles Garrett is the best defensive player. I know he feels like the biggest defensive player we've got. Now, listen, we can all find numbers and stats to skew a way that we want them to skew. Uh, but at the end of the day, dude, you look at, you know, the Texans putting up 33, the, the the Bengals putting up 31, the Colts putting up 31, the Ravens putting up 24. You can say, no, dude, no, it's a decent defense, but I don't know. Out of seven games, what is that, four of them that they've scored over 25 points? Mm, okay, pretty good. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not gonna argue that, that the defense has been great. So we're with that now we go to London to play this game, and I can't imagine the travel bodes well for a team that's already this dysfunctional. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, right. I mean I just I can't imagine. I mean, I've never even flown internationally, but I hear it's a nightmare. Well, I mean, you're dealing with time zone differences. You're dealing with yeah. By that, that's what I mean. My nightmare is like you know your your clock's off. It's a long flight, and you're an undisciplined team from the get go. I right. mean, you're one of the most penalized teams in the NFL because you're undisciplined. So all of a sudden now it's you know, I mean, not that you know the Vikings or the Patriots, but they have a you know a system in place there where the Browns. It's just like I mean, you, you can't even tell what they're doing. So no, I won't assume that traveling across the pond is going to help them at all. So I went to the. You know, I almost lied and said Jim, but I went to the <laughs> I, I went to the driving range yesterday, and uh, and so I had my headphones in while, while I was hitting some balls, right. and I happened to check out a little bit of the Colin Coward show. Okay, and he was listing the NFL coaches that are on the hot seat, and he got to Hugh Jackson's name, and he made it sound ridiculous that Hugh Jackson would be on the hot seat. He said he's like, oh my god, you got to give Hugh Jackson a third year. And, look, I have said over the previous weeks that if you want to fire the coach now, I get your frustration, and I guess I couldn't really hate the idea. I would like to see a little bit further down the road. Um, I know a lot of you feel like you've seen what what you need to see, but I maintain, and this this is me coming off of my hue love and more about setting up the future, but I maintain that if you continue... To fire coaches a year too early versus a year too late, that you will be unable to attract a very good coaching candidate who is going to look at the situation and go, nah, dude, they just don't know how long this takes. They don't understand. They're they're too knee-jerk. And I worry that that could happen. I, I, I have a hard time saying that 1 in 21 is knee-jerk. You know what I mean? I, okay, I, I, that's I, fair. I genuinely think that, like, well, that's a decent sample size. That's and fair. I understand I'll give you that, that, you know, you came into this job with literally the, the, the hardest job in the NFL is trying to rebuild this team. I can't think of anything that would be tougher than trying to bring the Browns back into some level of relevancy here. Um, I, 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 I feel torn now because it's like there is a part of me that says – well, dude, you're one in twenty-one, and that's unacceptable. And if you it is unacceptable. If you don't, if you don't let the buck stop somewhere on the head coach's desk, you're literally just saying like, well, no, no, you're, no one's accountable for anything. Like, no, just who cares if you blow your assignment because the coach doesn't do his job either. Well, that's there. There's concern there, and there's legitimate concern there. I, but for the Hugh supporters who say. You know, the guy wanted to take once, they wouldn't let him. The guy wanted to take Watson, they wouldn't let him. Are you still one? Because so, everybody wants to bang him on his record. But are you still sitting at 1 and 21 if you were allowed to take the players you want? But does any NFL coach get that final say of, like, hey, here's who we're drafting? No. That's, I mean, you can say, like, well, if you gave me better tools and you gave me a better team, then I can well, get things done. But- I think maybe the point is, is like, maybe we're talking about replacing the wrong piece of the foundation. Maybe it is. Maybe you don't go get a baseball guy to tell you what football players are good. And, you know, maybe you don't get a lawyer and a baseball guy to, to, to evaluate men and gladiators versus a, a guy who's been around the game. Like, um, I maintain where the Browns really went wrong is you fired Michael Lombardi way too early. I, way too early. I, I, I mean, yeah, that's there's, there's validity to that argument. It just... You somewhere along the line, there's accountability, and if it's not with the head coach, then that team does not think there's accountability. You can't, you, you, you can't keep 
keep saying, nope, it's the guy ahead of me. Nope, it's the guy ahead of me. Nope, it's the guy ahead of me. Because at that point, like I said, it's just a swirl of like whose fault this is. And, and nobody's held accountable. The thing I, will I think say, the situation's so bad that more than one person's to blame. The thing I will say about Hugh Jackson is, is like, at this point, what's next year going to hurt? I mean, if you give him the reins again, it's not like if we, no matter which coach we bring in, if you fire Hugh Jackson tomorrow, no matter who you bring in, it's not like they're turning it around in one year. Not one year. And I keep, I keep saying, show me who the coach is going to be. Like, who are the candidates out there that you think is going to be that much better? And when it comes to coaches, the Browns, I feel like you just said that were you get rid of them one or two years too early. You always pride the Patriots on that or credit the Patriots on, on players. that. On players. On one or two years before you should. On I mean, players. Does that, does, how is because, it different? Because players are commodities and coaches imp- implement systems and systems take a while. But a player is, do players come and go? A kid turns 21 every day that's got a fast 40 time. And so, yes, I, I like the system of don't fall in love with him. Like them, pay them to pay them the money they're worth. Do all that stuff, but the moment they look a half a step slow, get out. Because a kid's coming out of UCLA, a kid's coming out of USC, Ohio State or Michigan that can play the position. I think honestly, elite coaches. Nah, I'm not saying Hugh Jackson's is an elite coach. No. Cannot make that statement. <laughs> Cannot make that. Cannot make that statement. But good coaches are, t- I think, harder to find than a good player. Probably easier to find than a great player, but they're easier to or harder to find than a good player. And so, yes, I feel like you have to treat players versus coaches very, very differently. We have $1,000. We're doing it every single hour on Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity is actually taking place right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Rock. 1069. Hey guys, you got Sands right here for the Wakeham Auto family. Right now, on the Wakeham Auto Mile, that's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, they are offering you credit amnesty. Meaning, no matter what your credit issues are, they will get you financed. And here's how Wakeham can do it the Wakeham Auto family deals with over 30 different lenders. So if you were like me and had a couple of credit issues, but still need a car, the Wakeham Auto family is here for you. They are also Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. And right now with Credit Amnesty, Wakeham is offering you, if you bring home just three fifty dollars per week, they'll finance you up to $30,000 on the car that you want. And the Wakeham Auto family deals in the brands that you're looking for. They have Wakeham Subaru, Wakeham Kia, Wakeham Ford, Wakeham Honda, and Wakeham Mitsubishi and Hyundai as well. They also have their Wakeham Economy lot. Wakeham is also Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. So if you're looking for a pre-owned car, they can help you find one of those too. Log on to Wakeham.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. And you can start to look through over 500 used cars for you. And like I said, credit amnesty going on right now on the Wakeham Auto Mile. Find that at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. You bring home $350 per week and you get financed up to $30,000. Find out more at Wakeham.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ridge Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Reminder, this Saturday, you can join me as I'll be at the TD's Tailgate Grill on West Tusk. From 11 to 1, getting you pumped up for the McKinley-Maslin game there, where uh, I just am going to predict and wish, and fingers crossed, that McKinley beats Maslin 125 to nothing. Sounded like Captain Can over there, Stansberry. I two, like it. I two, like it. Two days ago, I would have been like 6-5 and five and pick them. I don't care. Whoever wins, that's great. 
Now, all of a sudden, I'm a huge Bulldog fan. Huge. I might be your biggest booster ever. I'm going to pay players to come up here. Is that what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. I don't know with what. I don't know where I'm going to get the money, but I'm going to I'm going to be paying dudes to come up here, be playing on that team. I'm all in. Maybe Stansberry wins that thousand dollars. Whatever the whatever the bulldog hashtag is this for this year. Somebody give it to me so I can pass it around. I would assume it's go pups, but maybe I'm wrong on that. I would think so. So, dude, I think I made a critical error in this program already. All right. And it's not nothing I've said. Okay. But I had a little cereal. All right. And I'm starting to think the milk I used. Oof. Not any good. Spoiled there. Yeah. It didn't taste so great, which is why I gave up on eating it. It's not like me not to finish food. No, it is not. Not not at all. Especially since you're eating cereal. And small like portions yeah, of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 I know you're hungry over there. Um, oh, yeah. Well, it, it, did you check the date on the milk? So, all right. I brought... I have a backup jug here. But like the previous jug that was in there... Oh, yeah. I got backup milks. And uh, the original jug I had here said 1022 on it, which was four days ago. That's the sell date. Not not consumed by it. It's a sell date. Right. And it's just a suggestion. I mean, Milk should last a week, right? Yeah. I mean, it should, but I don't know. I'm pretty... Is uh, it maybe the fridge isn't up to snuff to keep it cold enough? Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty diligent when it comes to like, all right, this is what the date says. I'm throwing it away. I know some people are like, They say that's a huge mistake. I know, but there's something about me and maybe it's just that like... You know I, why they do that? Poisoning because you have to go buy more milk. Well, because <laughs> yeah, well, the, well, the food companies won the battle. Because what it is, is you only like pretty food. And so certain dates are put before things start to like turn a little, but it's, they're still totally consumable, but you won't eat it because it's not pretty enough. Oh, what, that's, you know, genetically modified foods. One of the main things they focus on it's very is, wasteful. Is, is to make sure that that apple looks good, that the tomato is bright and red. If we, if we like modified foods for like taste or nutrition, we'd be in a completely different world, but no, you're right. Everyone visually eats. So you only yeah. eat pretty things. So, so there, so there is something about that. Shout out to Gatsby's once again. Um, Indeed. But, but, Indeed. but I, I will say, Say I'm worried. I, I, I'm concerned because you went past the date. But you're right in the sense of, dude, that fridge sucks and it smells is it, is, awful. Like it smells disgusting in there. I don't. I, I'm maybe I'm too tired in the morning to notice. Breathe deep in there, dude. There's something funky in there, and there has been for quite a while. It even smells in the freezer, which is a bad Ew. place to smell. Yeah, because I'll grab ice and like throw it in my cup while I'm you know drinking water throughout the morning. Oh, it's coming up through the vent. I, there, right? I don't know if it's coming up through the vent. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of like frozen fruit in there, and I don't know if like. Women in our office will be like on diets, and they'll be like, "Oh, hey, I'm doing this keto thing, and blah blah blah." And then they're making smoothies in the in the break room or whatever for three days. And right, right, right. And like, then it's peace, love, and little donuts. I like how Stansberry rolled his eyes at that. Like he's not the guiltiest person of all time. We're but, talking about them right now. But 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 there's a bunch of like frozen fruit, and like I like I said, even like getting ice out of the freezer. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I gotta tell you, man, I don't feel great right now. Oh, well, there you go. Stansberry, a little bit of food poisoning. Like, Nobody's going to guns and Here's roses. the thing. It was like six bites, and I was like, this doesn't taste right. Kept eating it. And then, honestly, it got to the point where I was like, yeah, no, I'm not wild about this. I think it was, it was a Seinfeld episode, and he's like, I don't even know what milk's supposed to smell like, and it, it, nothing is the answer. Like, when you smell milk, it really shouldn't Shouldn't smell have like, a whole lot of smell to really it. The moment you smell, smell like anything, anything, it's like, no, you normally like, well, here. All right. All right. Yeah, let's take a breathe deep. All right. No, it doesn't smell, smell like anything. I don't know. But, dude, it didn't taste quite right, and my stomach feels a little strange right now. 
Um, the good thing is this food poisoning usually takes a little bit of time to kick in. So oh, good. You, so you should be able to power through the next two and a good. half. But, good, you know, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah die in your own time. Stansbury's sitting there up at the queue watching Axel You owe us laughs, you fat dick. <laughs> you die on your own time. And you're right. I, I actually do owe you that. I have here what people are claiming are a couple of different things that will make women super horny. All right. Okay. Now, some of these you've heard, and some of these maybe you haven't. Red wine. Apparently, if she picks a Cabernet on the first date, Fantone, it bodes well for the rest of your night. According to the study from the University of Florence, of all places, women who drink one to two glasses of red wine a day had higher levels of sexual desire than non-drinkers. Is that specifically to red wine as opposed to all alcohols? I mean, if they're if they're focusing on that, like they say sh- two glasses of red wine makes it makes it a higher sexual desire. So I yeah I I would take that to mean that it, it means red wine. Yeah, I mean I I think you know if if you have a chick that's drinking you know two shots of whiskey every time you go out, that's one thing. But man, red wine, I I guess I see how that works. Uh yeah, I mean it could be a romantic dinner even yeah, like well, normally where you bring wine out. Right. Maybe maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not sure. Maybe it could have just been. I mean honestly, some women just sit around and drink wine all. Day. I was gonna say it could be a romantic. dinner. Dinner could be a random Tuesday. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to go up on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to do that. A lack of deodorant will turn women on, they say. They say skip the cologne. According to research from the University of California, Berkeley this time. Of course, Berkeley. A bunch of hippies up there. Of course, nobody's wearing deodorant. That your natural musk is what she's actually after. Scientists found that a pheromone in male underarm sweat causes a spike in women's levels of cortisol. And yes, this is where I'm always telling people, dude, things are primal. Yeah, and I mean, should you like not shower for three days and then like throw our armpit, our face in your armpit, and be like, "Yeah, come on, babe, we're gonna get it on"? No, of course not. No, their suggestion is is that you work up a sweat together, meaning you uh, like take her out to the woods and go hiking, uh, and then next thing you know, you're a little worked up, and she's like, "You know what? I kind of want to bang this dude." I totally buy that, dude. I really do. I think that most times, not like, "Oh, hey, I haven't showered," but like. If, well, if, all right, Guns N' Roses concerts moved to Nelson's <laughs> Ledges. If, if, if you've gone a while without putting on deodorant, you have a little bit of it. I think it is attractive. I think there is a little bit of like smell it in the air. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had enough girlfriends where after like doing something physical or working out, maybe even or, you know, something like that. Like, no, I, all right, I'm going to take a shower. Well, not quite yet. Like there's I have had that. I think it's strange. It's very different how men and women are that way. If a woman had sweaty armpits, we would never call her ever again. It's very it's very interesting how that works. This one screws me over personally. These are things that can turn women on. Your dance moves can turn women on. And uh, a recent study in biology letters found that women consider large, varied, and fast movements like head nodding and torso twisting the most arousing on the dance floor because they signal strength, suppleness, and vitality. If, if nothing else, it shows that you're confident in yourself, that you're willing to go out there and even kind of look dumb. But you're, you're sh- I agree with that. And yet I feel as if I'm a confident person and yet I don't dance. You're confident in your comfort zone, dude. You're confident as hell in your comfort zone. Yeah, you I are. Am. You are 100% sure of yourself. You're okay in your own skin when you feel good. As soon as something's like, hey, it's a little bit out of your zone, you're like, ah, I don't want to do it. I call that self-awareness. I feel like I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I know I'm not a good dancer so that I don't want to confidently go out and do something wrong. I, yeah. I, 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 you know I, what I mean? Like, I know when I'm not 
when I'm not good at something. I don't think any of us like are like great dancers. You know what I mean? But it's like you're I, not a good dancer. I mean, I'm a bobber. Like I'm not like a great dancer. I mean, no, Canton's Dancing with the Stars. I was awful last year. Oh, dude. I forgot about that. No, I was awful last year. So like, no, I'm not like a fantastic dancer or anything. But I think there's a part of it that's just like, well, dude, you're willing to uh, not make a spectacle of yourself, but you're willing to you know do something and not feel self conscious. I think that's where the attraction comes in. The study suggests that women prefer vigorous and skilled males and dancing ability perhaps signals a physical condition meaning that you're in shape i I don't know if i necessarily buy that but okay yeah, um, a little bit. I mean, if 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 you're like a, a great dancer, maybe. Like I always see this in like TV shows. Like, let's go out to dinner and then we'll go dancing. Like, where do you even go do that? Like, if I wanted to go dancing tonight in Canton, where do I do that? I guess you could go into the to the Oracle in the Grind Zone. I mean, maybe you get a little bit, yeah. a little bit dancing. Dance they do have the Grind Zone. Um, uh, I mean, but where do like adults uh, go dancing here? Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about like dancing, like. Not that a 21-year-old's not an adult on first Friday getting felt up at you know, the Oracle. Like, you are. Right. I'm just saying, but, like, where would my parents go dancing tonight? I don't know. I genuinely You see what don't, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people always talk about that. Like, it's a thing human beings do, and I, don't, <laughs> I can't find out where they're doing it. Am I not invited? Am I not cool? They say your shirt color can turn a woman on. And again, this goes back to red here. They say a University of Rochester study found that that men who were either wearing a red or surrounded by the color tended to be more attractive and sexually desirable. I would agree. I think there's something that draws people's eyes to a red car, much like I think you're wearing a red sweatshirt right now. It is one of those colors that pulls the eye. I think it's the color. I mean, you hear it time and time again. I know I've heard it. In I'm a- seeing red. I- I've heard it in athletics before where if you take two teams who are about comparable in skills mm-hmm. and one of them's wearing blue and one of them's wearing red, more likely the team that's wearing red will just end up winning that game. Because, really? Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know. It- See, I was going to use the analogy of driving down the freeway. Right. I'm willing to bet if you're driving down the freeway in a white car like you own. Right. And I, let's say my car, it's not, but let's say my car is red. And we're both doing 10 miles over the speed limit. Guess who's getting pulled over? 100% the cops Me. pulling you over. Yeah, Because exactly. it's, it's, it's more visible to the eye yeah. as you see it there. You're pulling so it to the eyes. It's, it's a power color. If it's you, a dominant color. Right. I mean, wear yeah. where, where, when you want to feel good. They say here another thing. This is actually the last thing on the list. They have it listed as number one that can turn women on. Are roller coasters. Say research from the University of Texas at Austin shows that people who have just stepped off a roller coaster find the opposite sex more attractive. They also found that the symptoms of arousal, like heavy breathing and increased heart rate, tend to linger without our knowledge after any adrenaline pumping activity. Again, this is why a lot of people tell you on a first date, go like, you know, to like those indoor skydiving places and, you know, maybe like those trampoline places like SkyMax and all that stuff. Doing a little bit something different, you're doing that. They say, look, now, again, my first question was going to be here. Well, wait a minute. So I'm supposed to walk off the, you know, the mean streak and then take her into the bathroom at Cedar Point and rail it out. And they say, no, 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 you can make this happen you know, even on the couch at home. They say, just turn on Netflix and put on any really good scary movie and you'll get the same exact effect okay. that a roller coaster has and that'll get her all turned on. And apparently then she'll just you know, give in to whatever your childish demands of her are. I don't necessarily buy that, but uh, I, I think a couple of those things do make sense. I have heard the sweat thing a couple of times. I think red is absolutely a dominant color. So maybe wear that this weekend while you're out trying to, you know, I don't know, have sex with somebody you never met before. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. I want to thank Jennifer for writing in and telling me, uh, Sansbury, just so you know, milk is good for seven to ten days past the cell date, but it shall remain 41 or below. 
Ah, maybe the fridge isn't cold enough. And I'm telling you, I don't think that fridge is cold enough. And I would also wonder, are there too many things in that fridge? For maybe not everything to be cooled down the way it should be. Because people just cram stuff in there. Oh, yeah. And it, I'm sure where we work is exactly like where you work, right? There's some fake sign on the refrigerator that tells you it's emptied every Sunday. No, Meanwhile, no. it looks like it hasn't been emptied since, you know, you were in college. I mean, dude, that thing is disgusting. Yeah, honestly, that's I, I kind of stay away from it. I get ice out of there and that's it. I bet you it is. I bet you it's not cold enough. So, I... I was talking to my boss about it the one day, and I was like, you know, I, dude, this refrigerator or whatever. And so you know what he said to me? Get a mini fridge and put it like, because it's not even an office because I'm not even allowed to have a door. No. I have to share it with another dude who works here. And then other people, other idiots who work at the other radio stations, like print things to it and have to come into the, the way where I'm trying to get work done. And he was like, just buy a mini fridge and put it in there. And I said to him, I was like, dude, I like how you just gave me a thousand dollar purchase as if like I'm like I don't know what they cost, but I'm gonna make it a lot more money okay. than they are. All right. You know All what right. I mean? Thousand dollar mini fridge. Okay. You know, I don't know what, how much they are. What are they? Are they three hundred? Oh, I was gonna say you probably get one for a hundred bucks. I mean, like a, a small like dorm size one. Oh, I could. That for like a hundred bucks. Oh well, maybe for a hundred, I don't have to be that mad at them then. Uh, but still, dude, I mean, you're asking somebody to spend money for something. But I, I guess it's just like a, a coffee machine where it's like, well, we have one here. If you don't like it, bring your own in. And I did, because the coffee was abysmal. Remember that guy? Remember the guy who delivers the coffee? The guy who, listen to this. So the guy who drops the coffee off here got mad and told the front desk lady, like, hey, tell those guys to stop making fun of my coffee, as if he made it. He dropped it off here. Nobody even knows who you are. Like it's not like I'm like hurting your business. And it's like name brand coffee or anything like that. It's just like generic coffee. It's just a silver bag oh, yeah, filled you. with awful coffee. Right. We didn't mean to hurt your feelings. So yeah, no, I brought my home machine in. And I'm already, you know, I'm already, you know, buying the coffee and all this stuff. Oh, Fantone and I've been splitting it's it, but it's, but it, dude, it's not, dude, it's not cheap. It's the point. I understand. It's not necessarily the dollars. It's yeah. the point. It's the moral of the story here. And you don't want to spend your money. I understand that. No, like, dude, why, why do I got to go out and buy a mini fridge to be able to put milk in things? How about just, head, dude, throw things out? And he said to me, well, you do it. That's what I was going to say. And I said to him, I was like, well, wait a minute. I, I, like... Am I not doing enough for Rock 1069? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I feel as if Stansbury's held up his end of this bargain pretty well. Um, so, like, now, I, now I'm the fridge empty guy? Well, I mean, you know, we've all got additional responsibilities. I mean, I'll eat your things if that's what you want. <laughs> In these times of, of automation and, you know, everybody's kind of got to wear more hats and, and get less pay. I mean, dude, maybe janitor, t- janitorial duties. Maybe that is the plan. I don't know. I don't like it. You're not doing it. Stansberry's out. All right. No, 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 no. I don't feel as just, if that's my. There's like keep drinking spoiled. Every milk. <laughs> office. I don't even know what they'd be called, but every office has like that person who's like assigned those duties. Woman is usually what they're called, dude. Like. Well, I wasn't gonna Weinstein it. You know what I mean? I just I don't know who it is here. I know who I feel like that person is. Um, I, I don't want to because I you know people take things the wrong way. Right. I don't want you know what I mean. I don't want our boss getting mad from people. But M's kind of that person here, right? Uh, I would assume, but they probably assume the same thing out of you. Like, why should I have to be the one that does this? I'm in charge of X, Y, and Z. Why should I be the one? Yeah, but at that? least I can tell people what X, Y, and Z for what I am responsible for is. Nobody has any idea no, what anybody else is. No, doing. nobody's got a clue there. But I, 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 I guess at this point, the the answer to this is going to be number one. We need to get a thermometer in there. We need to get something so we can test out the coldness. Because I don't want you. Get 
getting sick in the middle of the show, bro. Drinking spoiled milk, you know, vomiting in the bathroom. We don't need that. Um, and 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 maybe 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 I'll take over janitorial duties. Maybe it'll be like, all right, fantastic. Not maybe you're doing it. Oh, you no. dude, you were an employee. <laughs> you were an employee of the month twice. That's why, and that's exactly why. It's no, you yeah, weren't employee of the month twice for something you might do down the road. <laughs> One of dude, Bill Nye, the science guy, follows yeah. us on Twitter, and yeah. uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's this guy Marshall, but he always knows weird, random things. Okay. I don't know if he just Google's faster than anybody, but he says usually the more that's in a fridge, the better the fridge will hold its temperature. Yeah, he says your fluid will act as thermal mass. Yeah, it's just like it's it's harder to refrigerate or heat up air than it is liquid. So like once you have if if you've got an empty fridge, they tell you to put like bottles of water in there to cool. Yeah, it I have down. heard that. I um, wow, I just it holds the temperature better. Well, then what the hell's wrong with our fridge? Dude, I'm telling you right now, it's probably just not cold enough, man. Honestly, I bet you it's just that, like, it's probably sitting at, like, 45 degrees where, like, you grab it and you think, like, ah, it's pretty, ah, it's cool. pretty, pretty cold, and it's just probably just right over that temperature, which doesn't seem like two, three degrees is going to make much of a difference, but when you leave it there for hours on end, that's totally going to add up into, into some bacteria in your stomach there. Yeah, that's not good. You feeling all right? No. No. <laughs> no. I, honestly, if my stomach hurts, I want to punch my boss. <laughs> that's like, dude, that's how I feel right now. So another company, Fantone, I know it was, I think it was, was it Best Buy wanted into your house? Another company wants into your home. And I vote you don't let them in. And we'll get into this next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansberry here from North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art paint technology. So no matter what type of accident you've been in, they can get your car back in pristine shape. Call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330 330- 499-5171 or find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We're about to hook you up with another $1,000 here in about five minutes. 810, we'll give you your next keyword. Get you hooked up with 1000 bucks. I'm reading this from, from a Facebook post, right. which was posted by CantonMcKinley.com. And they post it to the group Stark County, Ohio News and Views. And uh, they claim here that Saturday has a 90% chance of day-long rain with a high temperature of 54 degrees. And they are telling me that umbrellas are not permitted inside of Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. Okay. So if you're headed to the game... You may want to know that. Yeah, you might want a uh, little rain poncho there or something. Yeah. That might be the best way to go. Something along those lines. Which, by the way, we'll uh, be hosting a pregame party at TD's Tailgate Grill on West Tusk from 11 to 1 that morning, offering you $2 Corsite pints. Pretty excited about that. It's going to be a good time, dude. It's, oh, yeah. the, uh, it's the biggest week of the year when it comes to, uh, to Stark County High School football. And, uh, you know, I uh, feel like feel pretty confident in saying McKinley's going to run away with it. But who knows, man? That's why they play the game Saturday. I know. Oh, Stansberry knows. McKinley runs away with it. Okay, I like it. Bulldog pride going on here. It is. Now I got to show restraint. So, there are things that are making me feel 200 years old. Okay. Grandpa Stansberry. And I don't like it. All right. Okay. And I, <laughs> I, I feel as if... I'm going to sound like the typical person who feels like the world's passing them by, but I don't think I am. 
<laughs> I think I'm right. All right. And that I and that that because I embrace technology. I have wireless headphones for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what goes. I mean? Like I ha- I have those. I believe in iHeartRadio. Stan's right knows how to program his VCR dude. For sure it's I not do. Blinking twelve at him. For sure I do. I, I embrace technology. I will be listening to the free all access weekend on iHeartRadio this weekend starting at Friday. Right. Starting on Friday, you can hear everything for free. Right. I, I'm I'll be doing that. I embrace technology. But some of these newer forms of it, I'm not crazy about. Like, I don't want a Google Home or an Alexa in my house. Like, things where I can just talk out loud and it orders stuff. For, I don't want that. I want something smart home, I do, as I've been really? thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't necessarily, it's not that, because voice command doesn't ring true to me. I don't voice to text. I have, like, on my Amazon Fire Stick, like yeah. my Amazon Fire, I have a remote that I could just talk into, yeah. but I don't. I, 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 It's not necessarily the voicing that draws me, but I do want to be able to change my thermostat from here. I do want to be able to have a camera on my front door. I do want to be able to lock and unlock my doors from here. So there's, I, I don't know what that one is. I don't know if it's Ring or I don't know if it's you know Google Home or which one would be best for me, but I do want that smart home technology. Oh, I think you could get any one of those particular things without having one of those things that listens to everything you're saying. Like I think you can have that. Um, I, uh, I, I, it's something that I've really been thinking. I was like, well, maybe with some of the, you know, with tax money or something like that. I've been thinking like, well, maybe that's a step to take is moving towards like a, a smart home. I, uh, I, you know, I'm still in an apartment, so I don't really need any of those types of things. I got a couple of different, uh, you know, uh, things of, um, you know, protection. I got multiple doors, and I got, you know, a gated lot, and I, I got all that stuff. So I don't necessarily worry about that. But I like those. I, t- like sometimes when I'm thinking about the rundown for the show the next day. I'll walk. I'm a pacer. I'm a mover. I like moving around. So I'll walk through my apartment and I'll work out some of the arguments out loud. And I'll start thinking. And sometimes, honestly, I'll think, well, dude, he's super liberal. So he'll say this, obviously, to piss me off. And then I'll say this. And so I'll try to like work out the rundown out loud. And I don't want Google Home or Alexa or whatever the hell it is listening to me do that. I don't want that. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm against those types of things. Um, I'm against something accidentally ordering something for me. I know once upon a time they had the buttons that you were going to put on things in your yeah. house. Like they had a Tide button that went on your washing machine. You press that and then Tide would show up at the house. Like I could maybe get into that. Um, but that seems like now I've got all these advertisements and billboards all over my house and I- I'm allowing advertisement to right. me. Like I'm begging it to come in my house. House is looking like a NASCAR race. Right. You know, yeah. I'm not necessarily sure I want that either. But now Amazon wants in your house. And I remember we talked about this. I think it was what Walmart was going to do this too. The service is called Amazon Key, and it will launch November 8th for you Prime members. You're a Prime member. Yep. Now, here's what happens, Fantone. You buy a kit that includes an Amazon security camera, the cloud cam, and a compatible smart lock, and it starts at $250, right? That's you order right. something for delivery and the click-in home shipping option. So then the delivery driver then shows up at the Fantone house. They verify the address and delivery time, and then they will unlock your home and let he or her into your house. And you can watch from your phone as the camera records the whole thing, which they say that to me as if that's supposed to help me feel safe, and it doesn't. It really doesn't. And let me tell you what I worry about here, and this is wildly paranoid, and I will admit, okay? But I think smart criminals who have never been in the system are going to start applying for jobs like this. And what they're going to do is they're going to hack into the camera and show you a feed that you think you're seeing is live that isn't, and they're going to rob you blind. 
and or they're going to place things in your home. More importantly, I worry about now cameras are so small. How do I know a driver who's a creep who hasn't been caught being a creep since we're finding out everybody's a creep now is like, how do I know they're not putting things in my house to where they can watch my kids? It's fair. I mean, that that. I worry about it. I do. I don't want people in my home. I'd be more concerned about like that than I would necessarily about them robbing you. Um, uh, You you, you, you put yourself in a situation anytime you're allowing somebody into your house, whether you're there or not. I don't like it. Um, Do you feel the same way about like your repair guy coming in from your apartment? I'll be honest with you. I'm not crazy about people in my place. I'm not crazy about it. I, um, I want to be there when they're doing that. I want to be home when that's happening. As a matter of fact, I called my maintenance company three months ago to fix something in my apartment. They haven't come by yet. So and maybe, you know what? Maybe you guys can go in there when I'm not in there and do that. Either, either way, I guess at this point, you're just trying to avoid crime. You don't want somebody in your house stealing stuff. But at the same time, and I always worry about this, like my girlfriend will get stuff delivered to the house. She's and, there alone. And Well, not so much that she's there alone. It's that the stuff's there alone. And the guy will come and he'll drop it off on the front porch. And I don't live in like a bad neighborhood. But, but everywhere's time, a bad neighborhood when something's free. Oh, right. I live in a Canton neighborhood, so yeah, there are some hoodlums out there who are going to steal boxes off my front porch. Now, the the proposed fix I've seen to this is what they do then is just install a cabinet outside of your house, maybe even next to your mailbox, and then put that lock, and on then there. put the lock on there, and then they can leave things in the cabinet. Now, what people are going to say is, well, if you have an Amazon cabinet outside the house, obviously people know there's a better than average chance there's something in the Amazon cabinet. Maybe they just steal the whole cabinet. To which I'll say, well. The company's going to have insurance. And they're going to steal the box anyway. So it's like, at that point, right. I mean, if they see a box, they're going to come steal it anyway. And right. So at the end of the day, the company just has the insurance for that, and that's fine. But I don't want people in my home. Right. I just don't want people in my house. I don't. So they pulled America Phantom and asked them how they feel about the national anthem protesting going on. And you will be shocked what we found out. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Win yourself $1,000 at 910. Coming up at 910 this morning, who's one we'll give you the next keyword of the day. You text it in, $1,000 goes in your pocket. Pretty simple system. So stick around, catch your next keyword at 910. I got a couple of uh, NFL things here for you. All right. As Colin Kaepernick now has been offered a million-dollar book deal. And also has been invited to this, I believe it's this next coming week, some more players are going to go back and meet with the league again about some of the stuff. They've invited Colin to go the first time. He said no. They asked him this time. He's going. At what point are you not an NFL player anymore? Like, where is that line in the sand of how far do you have to not be on a team? Well, I think his supporters would say he wants to be on a team. He has the ability to still be on a team, so he's still an NFL player. The NFL is blackballing him. Now, I don't believe, I've said from the beginning, I don't think it's collusion. I don't think 32 guys had to get together and figure out that this was a bad PR move for some teams. I think a lot of guys just looked at it and went, ah, maybe not for my locker room. Right? So I don't necessarily buy collusion. If there was like 600 NFL teams and he didn't have a gig, I'd be like, all right, now we're getting egregious. Now I will say, I think it was the Cardinals hired some kid the other day to play quarterback, and I legitimately never heard of him. Now I would imagine that Colin Kaepernick is better than quarterbacks I haven't heard of. I would imagine. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean collusion. I mean, like you said, there's plenty of people. I mean, you've got assets and liabilities when you hire somebody, and if you feel like, hey, they could do the job, but on the other end there's too much crap that comes along with them, 
Where your line is is where right. your line right. is, I mean, right? I mean, that's just kind of how I'm going to look at that it. That doesn't right? mean collusion. But he is going to go, and he will take part in these NFL meetings this next coming week, which is interesting because here we are at week eight, and when did I tell you Colin Kaepernick was going to be on a football field? That's right, week nine is when I told you Colin Kaepernick. Now, I heard you people making this argument yesterday. Well, now we're coming into week eight. You bring a guy in, takes him two, three weeks to get you know up to snuff. So now you're week 11, week 12 maybe, you got four games left, why do it? And I heard Eric Dickerson was saying yesterday, you know, if you're the Browns or the Jets, you don't do it, your season's over. Yeah, there's no reason. And I disagree. I think the Browns are the absolute best team to do this right now. You have taken your starter out, put him back in, out, back in a couple of times. Nobody on your quarterback roster looks like a solidified star. You can tell me all you want. They, they like Kaiser, but what they're doing shows me that they don't and that they're going to draft a quarterback this next coming year anyway. I make the argument that if you bring Colin Kaepernick in, if you're the team that does it, you help the league put this controversy to bed, and you may earn yourself positive favor with the league. Now, if the league is colluding to keep him out, then you're in trouble. So if that ends up being the case, then yeah, then maybe you don't do it. But if the league did not, you know, collude together to keep him out of the league, I will. I wouldn't mind, and I've been critical on the kid, but I would be all right with us being the team, you know, throwing the olive branch out there. I think that as you're a team in the gutter, it's just not worth the headache. What are you as an as an organization going to get out of it? And maybe one or two more wins, maybe. And that's not even a guarantee. There's no guarantee that he goes out there and, and does better than any of the quarterbacks uh, currently on the roster. Um, I'm thinking of a team like the Packers who are in this situation where it's like never going to happen. Where it's like, well, you still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. You still have an opportunity to get Rodgers back. You just need a stopgap. You need somebody to be there in that time frame. And I feel like that probably would make more sense from an organizational standpoint than a team that's already out of the playoffs. I think Aaron Rodgers, honestly, covers up how bad that team actually is. Bad's probably too far. I think Aaron Rodgers covers up how average the Green Bay Packers are. Aaron Rodgers is next level. Like, dude, he's one of the most talented guys to ever play the position. I think he's covering up a lot of just meh with the Green Bay Packers. A lot of average. A lot of just okay. And I'm not sure Cap does that. And so, and I think that they may know that. Um, There are definitely teams where he would fit better than others. I don't think Ted Thompson's the owner that does it. I just don't. Um, But I like the the argument's not crazy, but I just don't think they're the team that will do it. I've got more faith in him than Brett Hundley. You know what I mean? I probably would. Me personally, I probably would. If Rodgers is coming back week 15, week 16, I I, I feel like that's the situation that makes sense. Um, I hear people say Carolina a lot, run a very similar offense to what Colin Kaepernick is uh, used to. Seattle, they say the same thing, run a very similar offense to what he is used to. But now we're putting him in the backup quarterback position where it's like, now it's really not worth the headache. Well, where- I think that's who he is. I, if, if, I think he's a backup quarterback, but I would play a backup here because if, we don't have a starter. If you don't intend on playing him, then it's really not worth the signing to me. If, 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 if you don't think he's going to get out there, unless in the case of an injury behind Cam, or behind Russell well, Wilson people would behind- make the. I agree that the PR is it worth no for a backup quarterback. No, that's been everybody's knock on him is that they don't want a noteworthy or a newsworthy backup quarterback. But Carolina, 
Although, dude, Cam, I mean, dude, that, that thing's... Which, by the way, the book's kind of been written on Cam now. Outside of that one year, I was totally right about what he was going to end up being. Um, he, you know, teams that are still in it, if your quarterback goes down, though, like, I could see Seattle. Like, their t- their guys are the ones that are on this. And honestly, that defense hates Russell Wilson. They hate him. As a matter of fact, they're the guys who say, well, honestly, the quote was, Russell Wilson's not black enough. And so, like, I, dude, those guys, I could see that, them pushing Pete and getting Pete Carroll to do that. But another one of these NFL stories I have here, and this is actually sports-wide now, is that they did a poll about professional sports leagues making athletes stand for the national anthem. And I was surprised by what this said. I really was. But according to a new poll, 51% of the country believes professional sports leagues should not require players to stand for the national anthem. And 47% of people believe that they should. I'm not necessarily surprised by that. Oh, I am. But I'm pleasantly surprised by it. Because I think sometimes what people will do is they'll say things out loud that essentially will give up what uh, the American ideals are because of what they prefer. And in this case, they're not doing that. And I, I'm pleasantly surprised by that. What do you mean? Explain it. I think because it is your American right to do okay. things. And I'm surprised that the country says, no, we're going to protect what the American ideal is more than what I think should just be the, the, what should be shown to me on television. By them being forced to stand. Now, I'm surprised by that. I, I fully support these dudes, and I think that there's validity in, in racial inequality and in the justice system, and I think there's plenty to be said there. But if you're asking me, do I think, should for, or should sports leagues, should they make them do it? I kind of say yes, because like you as a business owner, you need to have your best the best interest in mind. You are trying to do what's best for for your brand, not what's 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 the American rights. Because like I don't think that you know people should be you know employees should be able to tell customers to go f themselves, even though it's my freedom of speech. It's like no, there has to be a line somewhere. So I support these dudes, but I think I would answer that question differently. I think I would say like no, dude. If if I'm running the NFL, I'm 100% making the rule of like. Nope, we're all standing there for the national anthem, hand over heart. So they broke it down by by regions of the country. Okay? So the Midwest, which is where we live, we were different. The Midwest wants them to stand. 50 to 47 for making players stand. That doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. Living here, I, I kind of expected that's what the Midwest was going to say. The Northeast was 52 to 46% against making them stand. The South was 50 to 48 for making players stand. See, Shocked by that. The thing with all these numbers is it all seems like it's within the like the margin of error. Of error, and it is. And it's and it's all 50-50. So like that's what doesn't surprise me is that like yeah, of course people are split on this. It just it, it feels like So I have the racial breakdown. Okay. Okay. Latino responders were 56 to 43% against meaning don't make them. Black responders were 76 to 14% against, meaning don't make them stand. White responders were 54 to 44% for making players stand. So they've looked at education. White respondents who had no college education were 62% for making them stand. 
White respondents with a college education were 59-40 against, while non-white respondents with no college education were 62% against, and non-white responders with a college education were 65% against. So, overall, it turns out most people don't necessarily feel the league should make players stand. And I, from the beginning of all of this, have said, just get it off my TV. Just get it. That's all this is, is horrible optics. So get it off the TV. I understand the NFL took money from the, from the military. Fine. Right. Find money from someone else. Right. You, you're in the middle of what I'm being told is the biggest boycott of your brand since the league became a thing. You're still averaging 15.8 million viewers a week. So the NFL boycott and all these, like, I got my profile picture with the line through the NFL logo and all this stuff, it's doing nothing. It is still the most dominant thing on television. Like it's not five, even close. Like five to one. Not even close. Like five to one. So just get it off the goddamn screen, right? Which, by the way, I'm surprised they even did this because I'm not hearing about this every Sunday like I was at the beginning of the season. We're now at week eight, and people are barely talking about it. You're going to lose more and more guys doing it. I think, you know, it's down to two dozen at this point where it probably started at. Um, And I've said this since the beginning of this, is that, like, right now, is this a dark chapter for the NFL? Are they in, in 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 a tough place? Yes. But three years from now, dude, this is all in our rearview mirror. We're all back to go watching football. Like... I don't want to say this doesn't matter. I'll take the but under. Like, but, like, I don't know. There's a bit of me that's like, dude, does this even matter? Like, we've been so pissed about this for the past, uh, what, eight weeks that the NFL's been on? I mean, just in a country, we're just ready to, like, rip each other to shreds. It's like, guys, what, what, what are we upset about here? This guy's pointing this out to me, and he's kind of right. He said, didn't you learn not to trust polls after the Hillary, election? Hillary! After the election. And he's kind of right. Because here's what a poll is. It's a small sample size. They didn't call everything. They didn't call you. They didn't call me. Um, I know people always make that argument of, well, when did they call you? When did they call me? Um, uh, but I guess, really, if you're looking at it, it's like, well... She did win the popular vote, right? Like, right. So I mean, that's the thing. I mean, she won the popular vote. I mean, she t- killed in that. Like, th- that. it was the system that won that. So, like, you can make the argument that the polls weren't necessarily wrong. They just predicted the wrong outcome. But where the people's vote really went, they weren't. the polling wasn't necessarily wrong on that. And I, I agree with him, though. I honestly do. Is that like, It's a small sample size. It always has. No matter what poll, survey, whatever, it's always like a handful. Especially when it's... Forty-eight, fifty-two. When it's right. you know what I'm saying, like when it's these these you know paper thin margins of, of 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 you know discrepancy here, like I I I can't argue with that. Keep your eyes on that NFL meeting this week. I'm still suspicious that my call of Week Nine, Colin Kaepernick on the field comes true. The uh, the Browns just posted something up. I think it was yesterday. Um, there's a bunch of Browns players, a bunch of cops, a bunch of inner city like, kids, you know, doing this thing together. And I'm like, there, guys, there's the answer, right there. There it is. You had like, an. Pimp that and you're fine. We, this show, have been saying forever, all season. You had an entire offseason. What were you thinking? You've got you've got maybe 50% attendance at Cleveland Browns games. And dude, all those empty seats we keep seeing and everyone's pointing at, fill those up with veterans, dude. If you are a if you are a member of the armed serv- of the armed forces, you get into a Browns game for free. Come on in. Come on in and take care of all this, guys. If you were alive the last time they won a game, <laughs> you get in free. More Sandsbury show right around the corner. Hang on. 1069.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Win $1,000. Your next opportunity happens at 9.10 this morning. That's when we'll give you the final keyword of this program. But don't worry, we continue it all day as well. It heads up until uh, 10 o'clock this evening. So Teresa, on shortly after us, she'll get you hooked up a couple of times as well. But our next keyword happens at 9.10 this morning. I may be late to the party on this. So if some of you guys know about this and I'm late on this, I apologize. But I found this video this morning. And I've posted it at WRQK.com. It's also uh, up at the Facebook page, uh, which is Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show as well. I'll tweet it out here momentarily at Stansberry Shows. how you find that. But they claim this is going to be the new bowling, that this is going to take over bowling. All right. And I didn't realize bowling was a giant that needed to be taken down a peg. No, neither did I, I, I honestly, I, well, other than Ricky's rake event, I can't tell you the last time I bowled. I, um, I, I did not, I don't know where Sansbury's going here, but bowling is not what I expected. It is not. So, so what are they doing? How are they bringing it down? So it's called, there's a company. And they've franchised this. Like, it's in multiple cities already. Like, I think Indianapolis has one of these. Chicago has one of these. And I guess Washington, D.C. is the newest city to get one of these. All right. And I don't think we have one of these here. But New Philly, Dover, this sounds like you guys. Okay. It's bad axe throwing. And it's competitive axe throwing as, like, a recreational, like, event. So you get your buddies together. And you go, and I, I, I don't know, you, you sit at like barrel tables. Of course. And like there's, you know, there's wood shavings on the floor. Oh, of course there is. And then there's like big planks of wood down down the alley. And you just take the axe over your head and whip it there. Now, here's what I find interesting. You're, you're paired up. Like you're throwing against a part, like a, an opponent. And you're there throwing at the same time side by side. And there's no barrier between the two of you. Um, uh, I mean, I've shanked enough golf balls to know at the driving range, dude. You need you better keep people away from one another. Yeah, that that seems like a common sense safety precaution. There is to have one person at the at the target. By yeah, himself. but they're showing them there side by side, just whipping axes down the alley side by side. Um, I don't know. It sounds pretty sweet. Like I, I would definitely go do this. There's no question. If one of these opened up, and I guess somebody's gonna be like, "Well, dude, you have a backyard. Go buy an axe." You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> good luck not, not having the cops called on you when you're just whipping axes around your backyard um but i mean i i do it i don't know i you know it seems fun enough here's what i find interesting about it i don't think it's stupid or anything and i you could get me to go and i would endorse this wholeheartedly if we got one here but what what really took me aback was the people in the video doing it okay because it's not who you think okay it's not Somebody who just climbed off a four wheeler, dressed head to toe in mossy oak, with a six with, with a bow on his back. It's not that person because they'd probably just go do it in the woods. You know, this what I mean? is all. I mean, it's all hipsters. It's uh, like there's dudes in suspenders whipping axes around, and I think which is what I found interesting about it because it dispels the rumor that like hipsters can't be like doing manly things. Oh, this is this is the facade of a manly thing. This really, is, this is this is the homogenization of a man. You don't think thing. whipping an axe around is a manly thing? Um, I mean, yes, for me, but do I think that like kick God, the what dust, kind of puss am I? Do I think do I think kick the dust up? Like like I said, like some dude who is climbing off a four wheeler probably would just throw an axe. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't need to go spend. 
money and, and, and go and go stand in some like oak barrel treated. You know what I mean? Like he's not drinking whiskey with leather undertones. Like, no, I'm not wearing a monocle when I'm doing that. I'm wearing mossy oak and I'm tossing that some bitch. I was surprised Chicago got into this. I'm surprised like these big metropolitan like when they said Indianapolis, I was like, okay, well, I've been there. I can kind of see that. Anywhere that's big enough, you're gonna find a market for something. A yeah, city I like guess Chicago, that's Chicago, there's 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 enough people there there's to be enough people in, in the city where yeah, you're gonna be able to wrangle a few. I would think that the way to do this instead of just axe throwing, this needs to be all blade weapons. And I was at I was at, throwing stars. I was in the Michigan Renaissance Fair and they had something like this, and I did throw throwing stars, and it was friggin' sweet. Like I, mean, I would do that. It, I wasn't like good at it, but like it was like legit fun to have these throwing stars just do 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 and like everybody I, believes that by the way. Oh, Pantone wasn't good at something. Yeah, we see it. But why not have like, dude, like you could have like, uh, you know, somewhere set up where you get like a sword and you can like just go cut through like a pig side. You know what I'm saying? Like you can just go hack through something. I feel like, dude, a blade weapon fantasy camp. That'd be great. I got to tell you, dude, the the Ned Stark ride where, yeah. where you get the, where, where you get the chop Ned Stark's head off. Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Yeah, that would be kind of yeah, cool. I used I like to have, that. I used to have, are you allowed to call them Chinese throwing stars? I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. Dude, is that offensive? I don't even know anymore. It just like I can't keep up with the. Uh, you know what? That's what we need—the offensive word ticker in here. Like, you know how you get the stocks? Like, I just need that thing rotating around in the ceiling in here, so I know what you're not allowed to do. I, dude, I kind of, I want to try. I, all right. If I'm being honest, I worry I couldn't get the axe all the way down the alley. <laughs> like, you know, when you go to, like, the fair and you do, the, like, the hammer, like, where you try to ring the bell, it's like, dude, the thing doesn't go all the way up. You feel like a puss. Oh, yeah, dude. If you can't get it, I mean, if you can't get it all the way there, no, that's going to be terrible. I Yeah, I feel like this is going to be, like, a first pitch where I'm going to put it six <laughs> feet in the dirt right <laughs> Right in front of it. We'll get you guys hooked up with $1,000 here momentarily. If you haven't seen that video yet, check it out at WRQK.com. That $1,000 is up for grabs next. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We're minutes away now from getting you hooked up with $1,000. We'll do that here momentarily. Give you the keyword. You'll text it in. You'll get hooked up with some money. I want to thank Rob for letting me know that apparently Cleveland already has an axe-throwing place. Maybe we'll get one here in Canton soon. He says, I went and I had a blast. It's way harder than you think it's going to be. Gives me the website here, which I believe is clevelandaxthrowing.com. I, I didn't know that they, they had one of these close, but Phantom made an excellent point on this, which is, of course they're going to be in the city. Because if you live out, you know, in the sticks where you're, you know, tearing up the backyard and the 4x4 four four and like that whole thing, you're just going to do this in the backyard, build a bonfire, right. crank up the Luke Bryan, throw right. axes around. Right, what's stopping you? But like in the city, like if you start walking on the street with an axe, people are going to be like, ah, uh, that guy's got an axe. So yeah, I, I mean you're making sense there. I um I, I just think that diversifying it would be a smart idea. Axe throwing's cool, but like where's a blow dart? You know what I'm saying? Like give me an opportunity to do that. That would be badass, right? Oh, I would like to blow charge right? something. Yeah, right? I would. Yeah, I mean even like even like slingshots and stuff, and like there's so many like I don't want to say primitive weapons, but like outside of guns, you really gun ranges, you know, you don't really have an opportunity to like. They should jump on board with this, right? Mess around with a sword, like one of those big, big like Game of Thrones things, man, that thing. Like I got a great client, Great American Shooting Sports. Yeah, it's a brand new gun range here in North Canton, yeah. right across uh, from 77 there on Promler. They're awesome. GreatAmericanShootingSports.com, by the way. You know what, dude? Maybe I'll call my buddy Brandon over there and be like, dude, let's get some blowtards going. Get a katana? You know what I'm saying? There's so many different things that you could do with that. I never thought of that. Yeah, I like it. I would like to throw an axe. I would like to do it in front of no other people in case I can't hit the wood. You know, let me come up with a better way to say that. (laughs) 
I'd be into that, I think, though. I think we could go down to Canton South. We got listeners down there. They could probably make this dream a reality. Dude, apparently us. we had a listener who used to throw tomahawks competitively when he was a teenager. Oh. Wait a minute. You can competitively throw tomahawks? Hell yeah, you can, dude. They won't even let Braves fans do it in the stands anymore. <laughs> You're allowed to competitively do it? That's amazing. Did you see this? And I can't believe it's not a bigger story. And I, I'm up against the clock, and I, I, I maybe should have done this earlier, but I can't believe this. But the original President Bush, George, yeah. has had to apologize to not one, but two actresses, I believe, who have accused of, of, of improperly touching her and telling a dirty joke during a photo opportunity. This was just four years ago. Yeah, I mean, I know there's going to be some, well, he's an old man, and you got to let old men do old nah, men things. you can't not let right. an old man do an old man thing. Now, what I will say is, is that they were taking photos, he's in the chair, she's sitting next to him, he has his arm around her, that I don't, that, that maybe you can make, now I'm not going to give him this, but maybe you can make that he didn't mean to, she's just at ass level well, right, right there with uh, him. But, I mean, I think he's come out and said that, I think he called it a pat on the fanny, and Ooh. it's like, dude, you can't do that. Like, I know there's, oh, well, it's different times and all. Nah. Right, but the thing is, is like you can say it was a different time back then, but you were still sexually harassing women. Like, like if my mom came home from the war- from the office and told me she got pats on the fanny, I'm going to go to the office and right. like want to punch the boss out. Right. So like, no, dude, fanny, weird. I just like that's a, that's a word I don't like saying. It makes me feel good. It makes me I feel like only creeps. Say that. Um, I, I guess that I mean maybe you put George Bush into the creep. Uh, you know. Oh, I think you'd now. have to. And uh, you got to think too. He's in that wheelchair. He's ninety. I guess the story was his wife was right next to him. Barbara was like sitting right there watching him do this. But like, and that just goes to show you that mentality of I'm the most powerful man in the world and I get to do whatever I want. Power ne- corrupts. Never leaves you. If you're the president, you know. For, sure, dude. That that will never. That, it's a god complex. Of course. How could it not be yeah uh, yeah i mean I, I would have to imagine no i like i i once saw this i i had uh, i had owned a bar once upon a time and i was newer into owning a business and one of one of my bartenders was a really attractive girl by the name of Catherine, and we're still friends to this day and she walked from behind the bar and walked up to a table to serve two gentlemen they placed their order and as she's like, she wasn't even like turning away to walk away from them yet. The guy like reached around and like smacked her ass. And I'm standing behind the bar watching it. And I froze momentarily because I was like, what do I do? Like, you want to protect your employee, but I want to protect my bottom line as well. And to her credit, she just stuck her finger in his face. And she's like all the five foot tall. Stuck her, her finger in his face and was like, you, you don't do that. And, you know, and then I did, I went over and I said, look, I said, I'm not going to throw you guys out, but you're going to have to respect my waitress. If this is the way, you know what I mean? Like I will lose your business to protect her. Like I will do that. I don't want to, but I will, but it just goes to show you, man, like some guys just think it's okay. And I guess if anything else, and I know I lean on my parents a lot on the program and I'll bag on my mom and I'll like talk about how she didn't cook for us as kids and stuff like that. But ultimately if I'm thankful for anything. It's that my parents kind of taught me the right way to go through life a little bit. Like, no, dude, like you're not just allowed to touch things that aren't yours. You're not allowed to take things that aren't yours. You don't steal. You don't grope women. You don't do these kinds of things. But I think now that this Harvey Weinstein thing is you're going to see a domino effect. Like any man of, of prominence 
is going to go through this now. And what will happen is a lot of these cases are going to be true. But what will also happen is now people will start to pile on, and he did it too, and he so did he, and he did it too, and there will be false accusations now. This next year is going to be very, very messy in the sexual assault conversation in this country. We have $1,000 up for grabs. It could be yours if you text this word right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock. 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wakeham Auto Family. About seven months ago, I think it is now, I bought a pre-owned Honda Accord through Wakeham and I absolutely love my car. And when I showed up at the dealership, I was a little bit worried about my credit. I've had a few issues here and there. And Wakeham said to me, we're going to be able to get you financed because we here at the Wakeham Auto Family deal with over 30 different lenders. So no matter what your issues have been, we can find you the loan you need on the car that you want. Sure enough, they found me a Honda Accord, got me financed, and I now have everything I wanted. And right now, the Wakeham Auto family is offering you credit amnesty, meaning if you make just $350 per week, they can get you financed for up to $30,000 on the car that you're looking for. Wakeham is also Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership, meaning they have the selection. You can start online, actually. Take a look at Wakeham.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. Check out Wakeham.com. You'll see there are over 500 pre-owned cars for you to choose from. And then head up to the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. And there is where you can get your credit amnesty. $350 per week gets you $30,000 worth of credit. Find out more at Wakeham.com. Do what I did. Save the Wakeham way. Solely where the video picks up, this woman is sitting on the swings with her baby and has done nothing wrong. She gets approached by a couple of, it looks like young women. This all looks like late teens, early 20s to me. Right? Everybody that's there. I don't have the ages of anyone. But it looks like late teens, early 20s to me. doesn't look like anybody's over the age of 30. Okay. And, and I could be wrong on that. It's just the way it looks. But she's sitting on the swings, minding her own business, and a couple of young people approach her and start saying things like, you said so-and-so wanted to fight so-and-so. Like, this is talk, smack, get smacked. Like, right? Okay. That, that's this kind of stuff. All right. I mean, that's a young person thing. I mean, not that it's exclusive to young people, but okay, you're it's, getting into fights. Primarily, and that's where you see it. All right. Right? And so she says, plain as day, you can see it in the video, and I, I'm choosing not to run this for you because there's, some, there's a lot of editing that would need to take place, and I'm, I'm not sure you would get the gist of it that way. And they start harassing her. So she stands up with the baby in her arms, and then the next thing in the video you see is her getting punched in the side of the head. And you even hear one of the guys in the background say, hey, watch that baby, though. Like, somebody in the crowd's like aware, like, this isn't great. Okay? When you say baby, we're talking like infant, we're talking like small baby. It looks like, again, I'm terrible at this, but it looks like under 18 months. It's not a three-year-old. It's not a three. To my... not that that would be any better because, I mean, you're still, like, assaulting a mother in front of it's her It's a good children. question, though. Let me make sure I look at this because I want to know I, I want to know if you're right. But, or, we're, but we're talking baby. I it mean, looks very young. It, under two's a baby. You know? I mean, this looks like under two years old okay. to me. Maybe I don't know, but it looks definitely looks under two years old to me. And I get that awful things have always happened, and I don't want to be like, this generation has no respect for this. But, again, growing up, in the 1980s, I graduated high school in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I've gotten plenty of fights in the neighborhood. 
right? Plenty of punches in the neighborhood. But if anybody were holding a small child, I would have known, oh my God, I'm going to be viewed as a monster if I do this. Yes, and I, I, I 100% view these women or these young women as, as monsters. They are. I mean, I mean the one doesn't even have shoes on. She's outside. I can take my shoes off. She's got um, socks on, yo. It, 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 it's mind boggling. But at the same time, I mean, there's people out there who are going to punch a baby, not just punch the mom holding the baby. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not fair. like it's not like child abuse isn't a thing. I mean, like at first, like even before she gets hit, it's pretty intimidating if you're this woman who's holding this baby because there's three young women surrounding you. There's one behind her. Oh, then they smack her in the eye, and now she's holding the kid. She turns around, and now the other one comes from like the side and like completely punches her. Luckily, somebody runs in here and tries to like grab the baby out of this thing, out of out of this out of this argument is what I mean, <laughs> not this thing from this woman. That's not what I mean. But like, who punches somebody holding a baby for Christ's sake? Despicable, dude. That's I mean, it is. It's terrible. You, uh, even even like fighting somebody in front of their kids is bad. I really do think that like you shouldn't do that. But yeah, like, it's not great. But I mean, while they're holding their baby, that's awful. Now, like I said, I mean, when I look back on my life, right, I've reached the point in my life now where when you look back on it, you realize like I'm old enough to realize now like I should be ashamed of a lot of what I did as a kid. Like I now know like I've gotten old enough where it's like, yeah, dude, like that was shameful. Like that was horrible behavior. And so, like, and, and believe me, there's plenty of it in my history, okay? But I would have always known not to punch somebody holding a small child. Like, I don't know what that, I, I, it just, that made me really sad. If you haven't seen it, I almost feel bad, like, glamorizing it on some level. But if you haven't seen that video yet, I mean, it's jarring. I just watched it again. It's at WRQK.com, and I feel terrible for this girl. I don't know what she did or did not do, but nothing she did, nothing, the baby didn't do anything. That's what I know. And then the next thing I know, baby's falling to the ground in her arms, and I got to give her credit. Like, she holds on to that kid for dear life throughout that whole <laughs> thing and allows punches to come to her face. Now, I know that sounds like, well, yeah, that's the mom, but you got to understand, when's the last time you get punched in the face? Instinctually, what will happen is your hands will come up in front of your face again to protect yourself, and that doesn't happen. Is that she, you know what I mean? She just... She just allows herself to be punched in the face to protect the kids. So I like the mom's instincts there. Now, I know the next question will be, why are people filming this and not dropping their cell phones to break this up and, and help this kid? And it's because, well, this is how we all get popular these days. That's why. I think it's awful. It's despicable. But that's what's going to happen. People aren't going to help. They're going to film instead. We have D. Snyder tickets that shows tomorrow at the Hard Rock Roxino. You get hooked up with a pair of tickets. And then in the running for the meet and greet, that all happens next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We have D. Snyder tickets. Momentarily, you'll have them. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. Dude, Twitter is like beating this woman up. Okay. She like posted this selfie and in the background of it, like her friend is like naked and like passed out on, on the bathroom like sink. Like she's like on like the vanity and this girl just posted this selfie like <laughs> going on and these guys are like hitting her up like, dude, you just going to post that and pretend like your friend's not dying in the background? Yeah, whatever. Alcohol poisoning. Be damned. I got to take this selfie. I mean, dude, they're just murdering her about that. It's so funny, man. Like, I wonder, like, do most people go through that process? Like, because sometimes 
like I have a job to worry about, like yeah. it, like public perception to like worry about, right? So sometimes I'll snap a photo of something in my living room, and I'll want to post it to Instagram or Twitter, and I'll be like, "All right, well, wait a minute, what's, <laughs> what, the what's going on in this thing, right? Like, let's not lighter. He doesn't even smoke cigarettes, right? And so like, there's like a little bit of of that that goes on. Like, how do people not like? Do people just don't care, huh? Yeah, I think most people don't look at things from the same perspective that we do, and it's like, well, I'll just post it, and if you know my friends see it, it's no big deal. And it's like, no, it's on the internet. If it gets out there, it's out there. So no, I just think most people are, are kind of oblivious to that. That's pretty interesting. We learned a lot on the program this morning. Did we? I learned about axe throwing. Oh, yeah. I was able to find out uh, that apparently you can do that somewhat close to here. Learned a lot. Learned the five things that make chicks horny. If you missed anything from this morning, you can pick it up in the podcast. I'm all excited to go to Guns N' Roses tonight, man. Should be, dude. Yeah, dude. As the as the show's now getting uh, you know starting to wrap up, and my uh, my workday's almost over. I got to be honest with you. I was flipping the coin earlier. I was like, eh, maybe I won't go. But then I thought about. It, I was like, you can't waste GNR tickets. Like they're just one of those bands. Like. I saw them back in the day. Like, I saw a bunch of those user, not a bunch, but I saw three of those user illusion tours where they did, like, they played with Metallica. Like, me and my one buddy Dave traveled and saw, like, four, I think it was three shows we saw. And, but, I mean, they were, like, the most dangerous band in America for the entire time they were together. And you never thought this was going to, like, Axel and Slash were, I mean, dude, the hatred between those two was real. Real, like almost as bad as Tommy Lee and Vince Neil, like that hatred's real. And those guys found a way to go on tour together. But I just honestly, I never thought this was going to be a. That's, I mean, the tour's called Not in This Lifetime, for Christ's sake. And 28 songs is what the set list says it's going to be. Jeez, that's just like three and a half hours full of Guns N' Roses. I'm pretty excited. I'm wondering, what do you think merch is going to be? Like, how much do you think shirts are going to be? 35. <laughs> Safe, right? I was thinking 50. So at 35, I probably do it. If there's a shirt that makes sense, like, as long as it's not something I feel like I can get in a store. Right. Like, it's going to have to, like, I'm a sucker for, if you give me, like, venue name and date and all that kind of stuff on the show, I'm a sucker for that. Like Proves you were there. Yeah, like, it's one of those things, like, Ministry played the Agora the other night, and their poster said Cleveland Agora had the date and all that, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, for 20 bucks, give me one of those. I want one of those. For 20 bucks, somebody, it was like, it was a lot of money, and I was like, eh, for a poster, I mean, I feel like 20 bucks isn't bad. If the shirts are 35, I will do that. Maybe I'll get a hoodie. It's getting cold. Ah, but then you're getting up to 80. You know what I mean? There's no way that that's... Yeah, that, that's, th- th- honestly, I'd be surprised if a GNR hoodie's under 100 bucks. I would. I would be shocked by that. Especially at the Merced. You know, everybody's been hitting me up again all day. I'll reiterate something I said yesterday. I said, you know, I can't believe you're going to Guns N' Roses. They wanted so much money, so much money, so much money. And again, I said this yesterday, and I'm going to say it again. You are the reason why concert ticket prices are as high as they are. You're the reason why t-shirts are as high as they are at concerts. You stole all the music. Their original revenue stream, you stole it. Took it all. Stole it as if it was yours. Well, it's out there. It's on the internet. I'll just take it. And you took it. And also, like, I don't want to throw my company under the bus, but, dude, streaming services? I mean, artists have been bitching about that for a little while now. What do we all do? We all just pay, and we all just, you know, collectively throw the music in the middle, and we all just share it. 
and they're not making any money off the music. So, of course, when they come to town, they're going to charge you more to come see it. They're going to charge you more to wear the shirts. They're going to charge you more for all this stuff. They're going to sell, you know, pajama pants and all this stuff. They have to because we all collectively stole their art and they have to recoup that money. So we're going to help you go see D. Snyder. You don't have to pay a dime. D's playing tomorrow night. Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there. We'll get you in right now. We'll take caller 17 at 1-800-243-7625 on that. Teresa has your next opportunity at $1,000, 1010. She'll give you the next keyword of the day. Aside from that, we're done. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m.-ish maybe on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See ya.